this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. Perspective. This is Not Straightcast, episode 32 for January 3rd, 2024. Welcome to Not Straightcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Becca. And Becca, how you doing? Hi. Merry Christmas. I know, yes. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. I did. I went over to um, my coworker's place and met her family and they, they kind of adopted me and it was great. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to my parents' house and, you know, it was a lot better this year, at least temperature wise. Yeah, it wasn't as cold this year. Last year was horrible. Mm-hmm. I know it was like negative, like 11 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. My pipes snowed. froze. Yeah, yeah. We got like an ice storm. <laughs> my my uh, pipes froze in my apartment. I couldn't take a shower, so I actually had to go up to my parents' house to take a shower. Oh, that's. And of course, it was just those two days. My sister was supposed to come up. She didn't come up because of that. You know, it of was basically. Course. Yeah, it screwed up a lot of plans yeah, and everything. Just made Christmas shit the bed that year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, this year I went up there and uh, we went over to my grandparents' house for for my grandmother's house actually for dinner. My grandmother is 102. Holy mackerel. <laughs> and she's still alive and still at it and still kicking, still lives by herself. And That's amazing. That's still walking amazing. around. I mean, granted, it's a lot slower than it was yeah. you know, <laughs> when she was 90, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good thing there, you know, so. That's wonderful. It's, it's kind of weird because I have relatives that are so old and still alive, you know. Everybody in my family seems to go in the seven in their seventies. That's seventy two, seventy three. That that's that seems to be about average for both sides of my family. My parents are in their seventies, and they just took a trip to Colorado from Pittsburgh, and they drove. Oh my God, that's a long drive. I know. Well, <laughs> they they were like, "Well, we're retired. We don't have to worry about this here." So they're gonna take a few days to get out there, like four days. Oh yeah, oh, that's which nice. yeah. it worked out really well. So, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised when they told me that they were going to drive. I was kind of like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's ambitious. <laughs> I won't even drive there. Uh-uh, no. Get me on the plane. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, anyways, though, however, at the end of the night there, we had a conversation about something health-wise that happened to me. I'm not going to get into it there, but basically, um, my stepfather ended up getting kind of like, you know, kind of mean towards me there. Basically what it was is like, I need to get certain things done in the next year and and they're going to be, they're, they're basically going to cost money and I need to finance them. 
Okay. But I was like, let me buy the house first before I go ahead and finance what I need to have done. And he's like, no, you need to go ahead and get this done first. Otherwise, you may not be able to buy the house. And I'm kind of like, well, if I do that first, I won't be able to buy the house. So it's kind of like, so we kind of were like, you know, debating there, but it kind of got like really mean spirited to the point where it's kind of like, okay, why are you so worried about this here? And also too, you're not financing this. I am. I'm the one who has to pay for it, not you. So that kind of created a little bit of a riff right at the end of the night. Oh. So. Eh. But on the other hand there, too, I have to say is that I gave it a few days, you know. I posted something on Facebook, and I originally posted it to public, but I realized very quickly that it was like, this may not be a good idea. So I basically I restricted it to just my mom and my okay. sister. Okay. Which it wasn't even about. It was with my stepfather. And basically... She was like, yeah, do you mean I want to post it on Facebook? I was like, I don't have it posted on Facebook, you know? And basically, basically said there, I was like, unless you're financing this, you don't have much say in what I'm doing here. Right, right. It's kind of like parents and, sometimes forget their their place. Yeah. Well, long story short, my mom was like, you know, we care deeply about you. And I was like, I know, I know, you know, and it's like, he must apologize. He was like, there's no apology necessary. It's like, let's just take some time, let this all settle down and everything there. And I think my parents only want the best for me. And especially after what happened last year, they thought I was going to die. Yeah, that was probably still very alive. scary for them. Exactly. It's like, I realize they do care. It's just, they also don't realize I'm an adult. I'm a 46 year old adult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's like this saying where it's like, you know, it's not like you ever grow up, you just become a bigger and bigger and bigger kid. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes the dynamic just kind of stays that way. My mom was that way too. Like, no matter how old I got, she always treated me like I was still a teenager. Well, yeah, I would imagine like my my mom was in her seventies. My grandmother's a hundred and two, so her mom is still alive. Mm. Imagine how she feels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, yeah, it was you know. So there's a, like a little tip there, but it resolved itself in a good way there. And I do realize they do love me. They do care about me. They only want the best for me, you know. Yeah, it's just think- a weird way of showing it sometimes. Yeah, and I, th- I think people do the best that they know how to do uh-huh. in, in life, you know, whether that's for the good or the bad. But I, don't, exactly. I don't know that anyone goes into anything, you know, saying, I just want to create problems for this other person. Like, I, I think that it just kind of, people know what they know. Well, it's also, well, did I just burp? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those sneaky ones. <laughs> I went to talk and it just popped out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like laughing at my misfortune, right? <laughs> I'm laughing with you, Joe. I'm right? Laughing with you. <laughs> I'm laughing you're, at myself. You're so red. You're red as hell. Oh, don't be embarrassed. It happened. Oh my god. At least it wasn't a fart. 
Well, that I would edit out of the podcast. But (laughs) (laughs) hello. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, speaking of which, here, yeah. So as you're listening to this, here is now the new year. Okay, as we're recording this, it's December thirtieth, so it's not quite the new year yet. So. We wanted to talk about New Year's resolution. Yeah, for sure. I, I have a new one this year. What's yours? So people always, you see, you know, online and stuff, you're like, oh, I'm going to go on a diet. That's my New Year's resolution. Or, oh, yes. Or <laughs> That's know, my gonna, list. Yeah, I'm going to join the gym, you know, and that mm-hmm. is out by February. Um, my New Year's resolution this year is is going to be to speak my truth, meaning that, so I have a tendency to, to keep a, a lot of my feelings in check and I don't always talk about them to people. And, and, and I noticed that it winds up with a lot of assuming and expectations. And I, I really, after losing my mom, you know, my, my, my sister is very precious to me. I mean, she always has yeah. been. Um, but like I said in the last episode, you know, we, we haven't been, we haven't had a whole lot in common and, and, you know, we, we've been a little distant for a while and, and not that we don't talk or anything. We talk all the time, but, um, we just have, you know, two different paths in life and that's just kind of how it happened. But, um, she had gone to her uh, mother-in-law's for Christmas this, this, you know, this year. And, and she, it, it hurt my feelings because I was like, well, this is our first year without our mother, you know, like, you're really going to leave me all alone to celebrate the first Christmas without our mother. And it, and, and here I was thinking that it just didn't occur to her and it was meaningless to her. And, and I made all these assumptions, but when I did finally open my mouth and start talking to her, she said that she didn't think that I would care. And and she didn't think that, that you know, or, or that I would be like disinterested and it didn't bother me one way or the other. And, and you know, me expressing how, how much it did hurt and how sad I was about it, it really did bother me. It, it bothered me. <laughs> like I, I, and because it, nobody was talking, it was kind of like, you know, people were assuming the worst. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, but like she assumed that I was disinterested in them and, and I'm assuming that I wasn't important enough to her. And and once we got to talking, it, it just, it, it, it kind of unveiled this, this whole new, uh, um, I don't even know what word I'm looking for. It, it. I don't know. We're having, we're, we're building a new relationship now. Um, That's good news. Making each other more of a priority and um, making an effort to spend more time together because like the folks at home, um, my sister and brother-in-law live in Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, we're in Pittsburgh and that's about three and a half, four hour drive, you know, depending. Um, So it isn't like we get to see each other all the time. Uh, So, you know, you got to make that effort. And, and it was a, a, a life lesson for me that, like, you need to speak your mind. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it, uh, otherwise, 
you know, everything's left to assumption and feelings get hurt and they don't need to be. You know, it's, yeah, it's all exactly. completely unnecessary if, if people would just like myself included, would just open our damn mouths and, and say how we feel instead of just assuming that the other person knows how we feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically the way I look at this whole entire situation is, is that if I have an issue with you, I'm going to bring it up. But if you respond negatively, it's one of those cases there where I'm much less likely to go ahead there and be vulnerable guess, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vulnerable again there because it's kind of like you hurt me. I'm telling you, you hurt me. And you're like, well, that's fine. Yeah. And like to me, that's not fine. You know? And I, I think that that's probably part of where it kind of came from, from that fear of being proven right. You know, be like. I think also her, her, too, family is a different dynamic. It is than like a like a friend, for example. Yeah, yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. And most of my friends, I'm able to be like, hey, you know, you did this, and it was really shitty, and it hurt my feelings, and we're able to get through that. But I, I don't know. My family is it's just different. Uh, I just. I don't know. I made a lot of mistakes. You know, there was yeah. there was a chunk of my time where I was kind of persona non grata, understandably so. And I think a lot of that still creeps up. And that was a long time ago that that you know the stuff I'm referring to had happened, and lots of time and, and has gone by. And I still have that insecurity there. And I think that's like I said, it's probably what was preventing me from really opening up was the the fear that she was going to say yeah i don't really care <laughs> okay but but I, I got the the opposite of what i was expecting get expectations that was probably one of my biggest things i learned coming out of the hospital was this kind of like i had something life changing happen to me yeah life altering yeah for sure and some people were like oh my god are you okay how are you doing blah 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 they're perfectly fine with it there you know didn't treat me any differently some people didn't talk to me at all isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. And it was happens. really weird. I didn't expect the response I got from some people. It's even like, it's kind of like if I reach out to you and you don't even have the courtesy to reach back out to me, like, for example, sending out Christmas cards. I reached out to a bunch of people, people I thought were friends. There were three people who never responded to my Facebook messages at all. I know they read them. Yeah, I can see that. Them. Yeah. And... I was kind of like, this is really weird. You know, I considered you a friend, but if you don't even have the courtesy to respond to my message, asking me for your address. You yeah. Know, and hey, how are you kind of thing? Then at that point there, why bother? You know, it's. It takes two seconds to answer somebody too. So exactly. And I'm kind of at the point now where it's kind of like, I very much subscribe to the golden rule. It's pretty much, if you treat me well, I will treat you well. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. But if you're an asshole towards me, I'm going to be an asshole towards you. Yeah. Simple as that. And, you know, if I'm mad, I'm going to say something. But, you know, and it's kind of like we can talk and come to an agreement, an apology, you know, an understanding, whatever there. But if you just respond with more, it's kind of like, you know, this is why I'm right and you're wrong kind of thing, then I don't know whether 
it'd be one of the situations where I would want to continue listening to that, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. if anything, I'm more likely to cut people out of my life that don't treat me the same way that I treat them. That that's pretty much where I have taken it in when it when it comes to just people in general is that if if I'm not receiving the same energy that I'm I'm giving then uh, like I've gotten to the point with that sort of thing where I don't even confront people anymore I just just I think it's just maybe table. it 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 may be an age thing I don't know whether we just our patience has become nil. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I definitely have a lot less patience to, mm -hmm. the, to things that I did 20 years ago. There was a lot of stuff 20 years ago that I put up with now that I would never, never, ever allow in my life now. And of course, in my resolutions, I say be less judgmental of others, which in that case, there, it's kind of like, <laughs> I think, you know, maybe in this case, I don't know. It's an oxymoron that I wrote that. I don't that's know that that's saying. less judgmental rather than just protecting your peace, you know? That, yes. Mm -hmm. I think you hit it right on the head there. I need to have peace okay. in my life. I need to have not not be stressed yeah. out by I don't think that's, that's, that's not being judgmental. That's, you know. It's taking... one thing to be understandable. You know, when your friends are like, you know, oh, my God, this bad thing happened to me. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But, you know, if you don't talk to me, I can't read your mind. I don't know how you feel, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. But basically in this case, I guess really in that regards, I maybe could stand to listen a little more. I don't know. You know, before making a rash judgment, you know, I, I can like, see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Or if somebody... everybody has their story and everybody has mm -hmm. a reason that they do things that they do. Um, it is easy to look at somebody and, and, you know, turn your nose up at something. So I, I think it, it takes a, a lot of, a lot more emotional maturity to be able to look at something and not be judgmental about it. Yeah. But it, you know, even if you're not being judgmental, that, that also doesn't mean that you have to allow that person in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe I just been putting it with too much shit for too long. And in a sense, maybe I'm just reclaiming my peace and, you know, yeah, I'll just be honest. I've been through, you know, crap you over have. the past few years. Yeah. And it's you just, have. I just need to cut people on my life who aren't going to add to it, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's totally kind of like relationship. It's kind of like, you know, the reason why you have a relationship is that person adds to your life. They don't subtract from it. Yeah. And yeah. If these people are subtracting from your life instead of adding to it there, it's kind of like it's a case where you may not want to keep pursuing that, you know? I mean, yeah. and people may feel with me, I'm not adding to their life, and that's fine, you know? But, yeah. It's... I don't know the point I'm trying to get at with this here. Because it's, <laughs> well, it's what are just, some other uh, resolutions you have? Let's see here. Um, the friendships I have, I need to foster them more. Like, for example, you invited me over for New Year's Eve, and I'm kind of like a recluse nowadays, I'll be honest with you. I, I am, too. <laughs> I, I'm trying to reach mm -hmm. out more and try to spend time with other people, too. Like, yeah. I like my own company. Like, that's like we were talking before we started recording, you know. It's just a lot less stressful to not deal with other people anymore. And uh, But in this case, you invite me over for, you know, like dinner and stuff. I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that there. 
in the past, maybe I wouldn't have gone and done that, but now it's kind of like, sure. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll put my, because it takes me out of my comfort zone. So yeah. Yeah. I need to take myself out of my comfort. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's uh, getting out of my comfort zone too, is having people over in my space and everything. You can meet Puka. Oh, yes. I love cats. <laughs> She's a sweet little <laughs> thing. Like she's gonna be so happy that everybody's coming to see her. <laughs> and also too, like the other things, like most people say, you know, like people like you were talking about like the gym before people go to the gym. I already go to the gym, so that's fine. Right, I'll be going to right, the gym right. no matter what. So, you know, but take better care of myself kind of thing, be more authentic. You know, because I think, you know, also too, I have this internalized homophobia that maybe I haven't dealt with to a certain extent because oh. I sometimes don't feel like I fit in with the LGBTQIA alphabet community. Yeah. We should talk about that like on another show. That could be another whole entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know exactly what you mean. I do. And I think it's just as I've gotten older that feelings become more exacerbated, which means, which also basically, basically also means that why it's maybe I become more reclusive is that I don't really care to deal with stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anymore. I, I I don't know. You know, it, it's just a matter of it's kind of like I just don't need any more drama, you know? Because well, yeah, I get yeah. enough of it from other people. Yeah. already still i don't need more of it being created in my own life you know right unless you're going to get on some kind of like a dating app or which is just a nightmare in and of itself like you have to there there isn't a whole lot going on for you know gay folks in pittsburgh these days so you almost have to go to the bars to to meet people and, and at least yeah. for me i don't want to deal with a bunch of drugs like that's that's not how i want to you know I don't really drink anymore either, you know, so. No, I don't I, either. I had yeah. a glass of wine on Christmas. That's exactly. the first thing I've had in like probably six months. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. same thing with me too. Yeah. It's just, you know, and I was even kind of like worried about drinking that glass of wine. <laughs> but I was, I was like, too. I'm like, am I going to yeah. get a headache? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of headaches. Oh, um, Yeah. My parents did something really cool. I got an Amazon Echo Show 5 oh, I love mine. for Christmas. Oh, my God. Those things are great. Basically, an Echo Dot with a screen. So my thing was is that I asked it to play not straight cast, N-O-T-S-T-R-8-C-A-S-T. It couldn't do it. <laughs> it played every other podcast in the <laughs> world except for not straight cast. So I got to thinking about this and I'm like, well, what's going on here? And I kind of dawned on me, it was kind of like, maybe the way that I have the podcast or, you know, I, I guess the podcast is named, may be an issue because computers don't see N-O-T-S-T-R-8 as being not straight. Yeah, I could see how that would, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have thought that, but it makes sense. So... Basically, I'm going to rename the podcast. I hope you're along <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> I am. I'm just here for the for the food. You know? So we're going to rename <laughs> Not Straight Cast to Not Straight Cast. 
<laughs> spelling it out though instead of the eight. basically it's instead of it being n o t s t r eight c a s t it's gonna be n o t s t r a i g h t c a s t which to be honest looks weird to me it kind of does like the not straight was like a cool little little turn and i had I that know. for years i had that you know uh, like back in the days when I had not straight TV and we had yeah, the yeah, podcast yeah. network and you're doing sister shout. I had that, I designed that logo and everything there and I kept it for so long. And when the podcast came about, I used it for that. And uh, yeah, basically. So I, but I it never dawned on me that people were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate to say that because people are not dumb. But computers are dumb, actually, is probably what I should be saying. Yeah, computers are dumb. They, they, there are things that it's just not thought about, I guess. But then uh, that goes back to people. They're the ones that are creating these programs. So, well, it's a popular colloquialism in the gay community to refer to somebody who's gay as not straight or, you know, lesbian or bisexual or transgender. It's one of those cases that doesn't translate to a computer real well. And thus, in that case, I realized without being able to say to my Echo to play a show and I can't play it because I can't find it because I'm not saying it right to them. Maybe maybe better to make it a little more obvious. Yeah. So as you're listening to this here now, if you go to Not Straight with the 8, it's going to redirect to not straight with spelled out. So, and gradually through time, I'm going to get everything migrated over. But also what that means here too is, is that if you subscribe to our podcast, like on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, basically you're going to have to resubscribe to the podcast. Eventually there's going to be a notice put on the old one there that if you're looking for the new one, here's how you get to it. Yeah, we can also put stuff on Facebook up for some of our listeners too because they pay, they follow that. Thankfully, I can re I renamed the Facebook page already, so that's already done and everything. Oh, good. So if you go there, yeah. um, it's all taken care of and everything here. And thus, in this case, yeah, it's just I didn't realize how much work this would be because it's like literally tossing everything out the window that I did for years and getting ahead there and. Basically creating a new podcast that's named exactly the same. Yeah, that's frustrating. <laughs> and also, too, dumb just, reason, too. Exactly. And trying to keep it all straight in my mind is also kind of like <laughs> hard as well. But, but in this case, then, yeah. So we're renaming the podcast exactly the same thing as it was named before. So welcome to Not Straight Cast. <laughs> <laughs> So along with this here, we have an announcement is, is that there's also a new website called notstraight.news. It's very cool, too. And basically what it is, it's very simple. It's a LGBTQ news aggregator. And so what we do here is that we just take all the news that we look at on these websites and put them all in one website so you can view it all in one place. And if you click on any of the links there for any of the news stories, it takes you right to the website of the actual article on the actual website. So we're not actually hosting any articles or anything. We're just basically linking out to these. That's very there. cool. Yeah. And it, and it updates every few hours and everything there. So you always have like the latest news and everything there. 
And as they post it on the website, it gets posted on the internet. It's done all automatically there. So thank God for technology. <laughs> That's all I have to say. But anyways, um, right now it has uh, stuff from the Associated Press, LGBTQ Nation, Hot Magazine, Pink News, Queerty, The Advocate, and The Washington Blade. Am I missing anything? Um, I think those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we're going to go ahead here and take a quick break before we do the news here. So, um, I just want to let you know that Not Straight Cast is brought to you by the Not Straight Cast store in Voxonics web hosting. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonix will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonix.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonix.com to get started now. And now we are ready for the news. Becca, you have the first story, so you're the town. So the first story that we're talking about today is queer media of 2023. Yeah, there's a lot of crappy stuff that happened to a lot of people in 2023, but it was a good year for queer media. Uh, the first one, um, if you haven't seen it, is Rustin. Uh, Netflix Rustin starring Coleman Domingo as civil rights icon Baird Rustin. Tells the story of the man behind orchestrating the 1963 March on Washington and his experiences as a gay black man in the 60s. Domingo portrays Rustin's passion for freedom and unapologetic queerness in the liberation space. The film's breakneck pacing doesn't miss a beat, but leaves you wanting to know more about black queer lives in past eras. And just a side note, that's something I'm excited to talk about when we get to Black, Black History Month. Yeah. Um, another one is, uh, Bottoms with its, highly, <laughs> yeah, with its highly queer title it follows lesbian best friends at the bottom of the social hierarchy of their high school who start a fight club to seem cool and get girls to like them. It's a cult classic style teen movie and a hilarious, gritty, authentic portrayal of sapphic angst. <laughs> the cast features Rachel Sennett. Ao Edabiri and Marshawn Lynch, who have great comedic timing when keeping the film's humanity and heart present. Why is this called Bottoms, though? 
I I think it's the the like it says like the bottom of the social hierarchy. Uh, okay. Kind of like, you yeah. know, no, trying to play on top bottom kind of. Right, right. Thing there. Uh, but also, uh, too, isn't the rule about Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the first rule. You don't talk about exactly. Fight Club. <laughs> so another one is we see each other. That's what we see each other. Um, in the world of publishing, queer authors took over the bookshelves into 20, 2023. One of those was Trayvell Anderson's novel, We See Each Other, a black trans journey through TV and film, which offered a streamlined canon of black trans representation in TV and film. It's an interactive novel using visual elements, recommended viewing guides at the end of each chapter, and a catalog of transcestors throughout history. Oh, I it like sounds that. Like the uh, black trans community has really had a glow up this year. They have. Yes. It's and it's it's a, like the other like what what I keep circling back around to it um, on on this show is the representation. It matters. It, it matters. Very much to, does. Yeah, it matters to see yourself, you know, in books, in film, on television, in commercials, even, you know. Uh, so another one, um, the Age of Pleasure, is um, another non-binary creator, Janelle Monae, gifted us a now Grammy-nominated album in 2023. The Age of Pleasure is a project that embodies freedom, exploration, and Monae's embracing of their their queer identity from tracks like lipstick lover to float the non-binary musician and trans us to love and live life to the fullest. Their album was received so well that it sparked a significant shift for inclusion in the R and B soul music space. When BET renamed its lady of soul award to the spirit of soul award to honor Monet's non-binary identity. Oh, wow. And <laughs> that's awesome. Actually. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Monica is another film that garnered critical acclaim um, was Trace Lizette's Monica. Uh, the movie tells the story of a trans woman who returns home after decades of estrangement from her dying mother. Lizette's heartfelt performance added to the canon of trans stories on screen, making history as the first ever film led by a transgender actor to debut at the Venice Film Festival in its nearly 80 year history. Lisette also received a nomination for Best Lead Performance in Monica from the 2024 Film Independent Spirit Awards, making her the fifth trans actor nominated for a Spirit Award. That's awesome. Awesome. And genre television had a great year. <laughs> um, the superhero category was flipped on its head with the Amazon Prime original Gen V versus the boys with a spinoff just simply named Gen V. It blends superheroes, crass humor, and an ensemble cast that works well together. But what makes it uh, the best queer me media of 2023 is its Asian non-binary character, Jordan, uh, played by London Thor and Derek La. And their, ro their romance with the main character, a black woman named Marie, who is played by Jazz Sinclair. And while these soups juggle college, uncovering conspiracy plots, and saving the world, they still find time for romance. Of course, Gen of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
is Gen V offers a very queer enemies to lover story where Marie and Jordan duke it out for the top class ranking and eventually act on their feelings for one another. Also, the depiction of the main character with a non-binary love interest expands the realm of queerness for people of color, providing possibility models for viewers to feel seen. Representation. Exactly. You know what? One of my favorite shows was, it was, I'm not sure if it was on Logo or something. It was Noah's Ark. Do you remember that I, show? I vaguely, it's it's ringing a bell. Yeah. I mean, we talk about a show about inclusiveness. I mean, it was basically a mainly black cast. Okay. You know, but it was a very good show. And I forgot uh, I about think, Logo. I haven't had cable in yeah. so long. <laughs> also, too, and I mean, it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me also too of like the the downloads of twenty twenty three, like Billy Eichner's movie Bros. Billy Eichner, oh, yeah. I, 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 the guy I, who I, screams at people on the street, yeah, you know, I, the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> yeah, his his movie came out, and I guess it did not do well. And then he's bitching where you know street people didn't give him a chance or whatnot, and it's kind of like, well, you know what, gay people didn't give you a chance either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check that out. I, I I'm not sure. I, I never saw the movie, and I'm not sure whether it was very good or not. So I'm not making any judgment on there. But it's kind of like you know what? Uh, it's kind of like some folks sometimes need, need need to be knocked down a notch. You know? Yeah, he's very arrogant. He seems to be, anyways. It kind of came across that way whenever he was talking about this movie, and it's kind of like. That was part of the, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, go see it. But if it's more and more the same kind of thing, I'm not sure if I actually do want to see it. Right. So. Anyways. We're on to story number two. So, you know, about the sex scandal that happened in D.C. Another one. Yes. So apparently there was a second one. It was the second time in less than two years that sexually explicit videos filmed in the U.S. Capitol prompted an investigation. A spokesperson for Representative Dan Newhouse, who is a Republican in Washington, confirmed another Republican sex scandal. Imagine that. Right. Confirmed that reports of purported unbecoming behavior by a senior staff in their office triggered an investigation last year. They added that no conclusive evidence has been found. The staffer denied that he participated in the explicit videos and disputed elements of the office's characterization of the episode. He says he was informed of the investigation in June 2022, but told by the congressman in July that it had ended with no evidence to support the allegation. He said he left in the fall of 2022 in good terms for unrelated reasons to take a job outside of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And the congressman praised his work in material announcing his hire. One thing that is clear, however, there is in fact a second set of capital sex videos <laughs> circulated on Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> so they featured in the Snapchat story of a user going by Adam J with the handle AN Jackson 2019. One of the videos allegedly featured a man masturbating inside of a house office building, oh which was God. identifiable by standard capital house furniture and carpeting. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, desk no. <laughs> oh no it's just awful i'm reading this here yeah the desk at which the videographer performed also held branded congressional a congressional mouse pad <laughs> a screenshot of the second video shows two men engaged in a sex act in an office setting 
The participants' faces are not visible in any of the material. After the video surfaced, Newhouse's office was told that the suspected participant was a member of their staff. As soon as the office was alerted, we immediately contacted the appropriate house entities to conduct an independent investigation, a spokesperson for Newhouse said, adding that the office will not be providing further comment on personnel matters. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure. Did you see the the video here of the the first one? I guess which is the one everybody's talking about. Uh, I I have not. Yeah, basically, I, it's a guy bent over, you know, in the hearing room in the Capitol, basically getting reamed by somebody else. It sounds <laughs> like it's a, it, you know how how pornos will like do. Um, <laughs> like spoofs on things like i think there's a twilight one this sounds like like the presidential spoof not by my salad (laughs) (laughs) not in my senate hearing room (laughs) (laughs) i can't good lord oh it never stops oh my goodness yeah it's just kind of like nothing is sacred anymore i swear it's not i mean you got lauren bobart whacking off her boyfriend while she was like <laughs> in a, a theater seeing a musical like beetlejuice i think and then they're like she's on camera like he's filling her up and she's stroking his log and and, and then <laughs> wondering why everybody's that yeah, <laughs> has the nerve to to say that she's a, a christian nationalist <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I know. It's just like, you know, and then we have, you know, George Santos. Oh, well, yeah. Let's not even get into thing. that because, that's you know. A, we could do a whole show on George Santos. Oh, my God. Was, we could do a whole show on a variety of different topics. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do for, you know, the betterment of our own sanity. Yeah, you can very easily. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of rabbit holes to go down. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many rabbit holes we can go down there that we're probably <laughs> going to get stuck in said rabbit hole to the point where you know it's just it's just bad. So, yeah, if we sound pessimistic, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> These are the people running our country, folks. Yay. <laughs> Well, I guess now it's time to take a break. It is, yeah. Well, we'll be right back with more news as Not Straight Cast continues after this. Not Straight Cast without a need. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. So we took our break. Got to listen to some ads. I got a cup of coffee. You got some food, some water and stuff. Some water. I got my lousy decaf coffee. (laughs) Oh, that hurts my feelings for you. (laughs) My lousy, lousy decaf. But I must say, though, Amazon has a great selection of decaf coffees. This is actually Death by Chocolate. Is the coffee oh, I'm drinking right now? Okay. So it's chocolate favorite flavored coffee. So it's really good. Maybe that might make a difference. The stuff that I've bought in the stores, like decaf and half and half, has been just just revolting. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I noticed there. That's the big thing when I started having to drink decaf. I went to the store and I realized they had maybe one, two choices. Yeah, they don't have a lot. But if we go on Amazon, it's like 
bountiful selection of choices. I should try that because sometimes I would like a hot cup of something in the evening. And I did get but some it, hot cocoa uh, K-cups, which aren't caffeinated. No oh, chocolate, yeah. basically, for the holiday. Oh, and I also I got decaf tea. Which are like a lot of teas are decaf, right? Oh, are they? Well, some know. are, and then there's some that are caffeinated, obviously. Yeah. But this is actually, this has decaffeinated tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't really drink a lot of hot, I don't like hot tea very much. Occasionally, mm -hmm. I like some fresh brewed tea, but. Do, like, do you do K-cups, or do you do an actual pot of K-cups. K-cups, yeah. Yeah, I just, I have this little uh, one cup of per, per person kind of coffee maker, and you just. For a single person, I feel like it works really well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, it's like it's just me. <laughs> the nice thing I like about K cups is like if I if I decide that okay, I'm done with coffee, I'm gonna have some cocoa or some tea, and I put a, one of those K cups in there. Yeah, it doesn't taste like the other. Basically, it does like 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 my tea or my cocoa doesn't taste like coffee. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I Which haven't I tried a, anything else in mine. I wonder if it would make a difference. Oh yeah, I don't know. It will taste like what it's supposed to taste like and not taste like the other thing, which is oh, good. I think one of the advantages there of doing K cups are plus also too, um, I got a new K cup machine and I gave my parents my old one there and it kind of works out well now that I can't drink regular coffee anymore that if I want to have a cup of decaf, I can just go to my old K cup machine, which is at their place now and put in a K cup and everything. And they've actually, uh, they started liking the fact that k-cups are around <laughs> so were they a hard yeah. sell they were a hard sell they were very much like let's make the pot of coffee but there was also two of them there so yeah that's true i think a pot of coffee would make more sense if there's more than one person right right but in this case yeah just me myself living alone k-cups makes the most sense and i love them i tell you what yeah it's a lot less waste for me, it is, and a lot less mess than. My only problem is, is that like I'll have that one cup of coffee a day. I can't even get through that whole entire cup sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have like a third left of you know the coffee. I do that too. I only have like one cup a day, really, and like I always, there's just a little wee bit left, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm done with this. We are obviously very broken people, and we should be put away and locked up. <laughs> <laughs> anyways you have the next story right i do yeah well we are going to talk about heterosexism it's a relatively new term that's being used um so what is it heterosexism sometimes referred to as homophobia is ah. defined as the marginalization and or oppression of people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, and or asexual based on the means that heterosexism is the norm, that heterosexuality is the norm. Um, this means that heterosexism is based on the idea that romantic and or sexual relationships and feelings between a man and woman is acceptable and that all other relationships or feelings are unacceptable or outside the quote unquote norm. And I think we all grew up with that feeling, you know, that oh, we are yeah. outside the norm. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, like, again, a representation. Uh, that's all you see, you know, is 
straight couple, straight couple, straight couple. And yeah, exactly. There's no representation it, at all. No. And, well, the, the statistics um, regarding all this, the FBI reports that all of the hate crimes reported in 2018, which are still unreported in general, 16.7% um, of those were people targeted because of bias against their sexual orientation. Um, the FBI defines hate crime as a criminal offense against a person or property motivated in whole or in part by an offender's bias against race, religion, disability, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender, or gender identity. And as of 2023, there are hundreds of proposed bills in states across the U.S. that aim to restrict the rights, freedom, and fair treatment of LGBTQ plus people, especially impacting young people, families, and schools. Um, prior to the 2020 Supreme Court ruling, there were only 28 states that protected people from discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and or gender identity and employment. Uh, housing, public accommodations, uh, like retail stores, rental establishments, recreational facilities. And with the June 2020 SCOTUS ruling, LGBTQ plus employees in all 50 states are protected from discrimination. Although it is still illegal to be LGBTQ plus in 64 countries and several countries where the death penalty can be imposed. Exactly. I mean... I've been waiting forever to use this sound effect, so don't take offense to this. But no homo. <laughs> <laughs> no homo. <laughs> no, no homo. <laughs> well, how does heterosexism manifest? Well, on an interpersonal level, people experience heterosexism in a wide variety of ways, including name calling and teasing, bullying, harassment, anti-gay slurs, isolation, and exclusion microaggressions which happens way more than is talked about like i just uh, had <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> stereotypes being judged not being accepted or supported by family and others and many more and it's important to note that many people including young people may unintentionally participate in or promote heterosexism because they don't understand its harm or because they are simply reflecting what they have learned and directed indirectly from media family school and society and i actually have a comment about that regarding somebody that i used to be friends with um uh -huh. she is i don't know if they're married or if they just have kids together but but she's um her partner is a black man okay. and um i guess they have you know um experienced uh, some hate and you know, bigotry regarding that. And there yeah. was one guy that was in particularly giving her, her boyfriend or husband a, a hard time about it. And she turned around and called him a fag. Okay. And she's like, it's, that, it's basically kind of like the turnabout's fair play kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and she, you know, was like, she knew that it would upset him. Well, was this guy him. gay? No, okay. no, he is straight. So she, you know, was using that. Mm -hmm. And so I had to sit her down and, and tell her why this bothered me so much. And it, it's, it's like, like, oh, wait, I so just... she wasn't, so she wasn't gay either. So it was like two straight people. No, 
there were straight people yeah it was kind of like trading the n-word back and forth which you never say yeah and it's like you know i just said that you know people unintentionally or you know may have engaged in that because like she knew that that would bother him but when i when i had framed it to her that you know using homophobia to counteract um you know racism racism racial bigotry you know that's that's saying that gay is an insult that 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 is insulting to be called gay um so you know once i like explained that to her she started looking at things in a different way which which, you know i took it as a learning opportunity for her but i I don't think people realize um just how deep that can go and I think a lot of it still deal with it to this day, you know, as much oh, as we yeah. like to put it out of our minds, we still deal with it. And well, so, yeah, yeah, nearly. It's like even like myself. Yeah. It's oh, even no, myself. Gonna... I just want to live my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we just want to be left the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> but nearly all uh, LGBTQ plus students heard gay used in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Like that's so gay at school. 68% heard these remarks often or frequently and 93.7 reported uh, that they felt distressed because of the language. And I'm even uh, guilty of that myself because I remember I saw a videotape of me when I was 16 and I was like, oh, that's so gay. And it's like not thinking. Right. At that time, right. That, that was a bad thing I was saying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 76.1% of um nearly all lgbtq plus students have experienced in-person verbal harassment uh, being called names or threatened at school based on sexual orientation gender expression or uh gender oh we've all gotten the drive-by oh yeah (laughs) i I was out in monroeville the one time with a Uh friend of mine and we were were in some parking lot his car like blew by i was like (laughs) (laughs) the way you said it it was just like (laughs) that's kind of how it sounded (laughs) and and my friend just turns around and goes you're so dumb you don't even know how to use bigotry properly we're dykes <laughs> get the terminology correct yeah exactly like it was it was a perfect response for that, that is... <laughs> i mean but as gay and lesbian folks there we deal with that and just kind of like it's like i was standing outside my work taking my break I was smoking a cigarette at the time, and it was just kind of like, okay, where did this mm-hmm. come from? Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> but, I mean, you were correct, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the country is started to go backwards in a, Very much. a terrifying way. Yes. Because, um, like, the, the incident that I just mentioned, that, that happened, like, way back in 1998. Oh, so, wow. It you know it wasn't something that was recent, and you know we we had yeah. like people were just starting to get you know acclimated to accepting, and and then you know they had to start all this crap about nuts, don't say gay, and all that wonderful stuff. One thing that kind of makes me wonder though sometimes there is is that I read a story somewhere that somebody had used the word like no coward. Okay. You've heard his name before. Yeah. Um, the BBC described him as queer. 
And people took offense to that, saying that queer is a is a slur. A slur. Yeah, I've I've been told that myself. But LGBTQ, what's the Q mean? Questioning? Queer. Yeah, or questioning. I just thought it meant it questioning, qu but you thought it meant queer. And so Yeah. I mean, like, do you consider it to be a slur? I don't. I I think at one time it probably was, but could be, yeah. But maybe a nice know, way to refer to somebody who is homosexual. Yeah. I also I think that in a way much like the black community has embraced the n-word um for themselves um is you know that we have taken a lot of those slurs and embraced them and took the power out of them you know so now i like though so, but also too it's like only people who are in that persuasion i guess would for lack of a better way to put it yeah can say yeah. that like we can say the f-word but we cannot say the n-word because we are white right and that's not cool and yeah i had uh, oh i also had to explain that how you know using those terms to to a, you know somebody i used to be acquainted with um was okay for me to use i can mm -hmm. call myself a dyke all day long but if somebody else calls me that i'm gonna get pissed yeah <laughs> yeah it's just not right you know <laughs> yeah. just but also too it's kind of like you know it's our word in a sense you know it's not like it gives you the right to be able to use that word you know right right and why would anybody be using those terms except in a derogatory way if, yeah. if that's not who you are you know exactly i'm sorry i got you derailed off your oh, story okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was it was relevant so um 68 of students felt unsafe at school um, because of their sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Only one-tenth of LGBT plus students reported that school staff intervened most of the time or always when overhearing a homophobic remarks at school. And 8.8% of LGBTQ plus students reported that the school staff intervened most of the time and always when overhearing negative remarks about gender expression. And that's really a... a pleasantly surprising because like i know when i was in school um teachers like if you were getting bullied you were on your own oh yeah like for whatever one of my teachers getting... referred to freddie mercury as that faggot you know when i was talking about queen oh yeah and it's just kind of like now i think about it you know it's not like that ever left my mind you know but i yeah, think about that and it's just kind of like yeah but i think it's more from a point of ignorance than anything else where some of it can be it's like if you're not dealing with it every day yeah yeah oh boy you know it's kind of like as far as things have come there we still have a long way to go we do we do like the, the last administration and everything that's followed since then has, has kicked us back 50 oh, years yeah. of progress it's like we were on this path forward and all of a sudden we fell off the cliff yeah yeah it was flat earther yeah <laughs> barack obama was just too much for straight white america to handle i guess and so we got the antithesis of that which yeah <laughs> yeah the complete opposite mm -hmm. <laughs> so but anyways to get your mind off of all the crap that's going on in this world Let so <laughs> basically so everybody has been celebrating the christmas season everything there 
Doctors, though, have warned against embracing the spirit too enthusiastically, at least where sexual relations are concerned. They discovered that the Christmas period is associated with a significant increased risk of penile fractures. <laughs> <laughs> a medical emergency in which the erection-producing regions of the penis snap, usually as a result of forceful bending during over-enthusiastic sexual intercourse. I was today years old when I learned that penises could break. <laughs> snap. <laughs> oh, God. This injury tends to occur during wild sex, particularly in positions where you're not in direct eye contact with your partner, such as reverse cowgirl. <laughs> to Dr. Nicholas Paragis, a urologist at the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich, who led the research. Who the hell thinks that's like, hey, I want to research penis breakage? You know? <laughs> I don't even. Oh, I don't God. know. I'm just here for the ride. That's all. The fractures <laughs> are often hurled by an audible crack, followed by severe pain, rapid loss of erection, duh, <laughs> and uh, severe swelling and bruising. Oh when my patients gosh. present their doctor the penis, it often looks like an eggplant. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. So Paragis oh and his colleagues examined hospital data for 3,421 men who sustained penile fractures in Germany between 2005 and 2021. So the study, the first to explore seasonal patterns for this type of injury, found that such injuries were indeed more common over Christmas. In fact, if every day was like Christmas, 43% more penile fractures would have occurred in Germany from 2005 on, he said. The research, which was also published in the British Journal of Urology International, also found that the risk increased at weekends and over the summer holidays. However, New Year's Eve was not associated with an increased incident of penis injuries. Interesting. Which is kind of surprising because if I've had sex, I can think of it more or less I've had sex more over the New Year's holiday than the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, the average age for sustaining these injuries is 42. So, you know, <laughs> maybe they're getting like Viagra in their Christmas stockings. So. <laughs> and most penile fractures occur in unconventional scenarios, like we said before, such during extramarital affairs or when sex is performed in unusual locations. Um, <laughs> adding that most people experience this more, um, towards like their midlife. Than anything else. That's what you get for cheating. A broken right? day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you women don't have to put up with this. Oh gosh. I'm thankful every day for that. <laughs> if you had no penis to break, you can't break your penis. <laughs> I have no response. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Crack. That's all I had to say. Oh, or no homo. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But uh, yeah, if we have something to top that, I think you have it. I do. We have reached our moment of conclusion. <laughs> St 
Stephanie Maddow is an influencer, YouTuber, author, and former star of TLC's 90 Day Fiance. But she recently launched a new business venture after realizing demand was higher for a rather unorthodox product. This November, she found lucrative part-time work bottling and selling, you ready for this, her own farts. <laughs> You've been waiting to use that all episode, yeah. I use that all the time. I overuse yeah, that. I anyways. love it. No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until things went terribly wrong. Like, uh oh. Oh, yeah. For two months, <laughs> she spent her days. <laughs> okay, for We're two months. Giddy, aren't we? <laughs> she spent her days farting into glass jars with flower petals adorning the inside oh, and shipping them to fans. Remarkably, Meadow was making $50,000 per week in December through fart sales alone and eventually sold more than $200,000 worth of farts worldwide through the adults website on all, all filtered, all un, filtered, un, unfiltered, unfiltered, <laughs> but, <laughs> excuse me, but in January, 2021, Meadow was hospitalized for what she thought was a heart attack. But turned out to be a dangerous buildup of gas inside her body from her flatulence-inducing diet. And now she says her fart-selling days are behind her. (laughs) I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was laying in bed and I could feel pressure in my stomach moving upward, she said. It was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe in, I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart. And that, of course, made my anxiety escalate. She said she called a friend and asked if if they could come over and drive her to a hospital. She thought she was having a heart attack. Um, It was made clear that what she was experiencing wasn't a stroke or heart attack, but very intense gas pains. And honestly, if you've ever experienced that, it is awful. It is horrible. That kind I've of never had bottled pain. up gas to the point where I thought I was having a heart attack. But <laughs> uh, no, I've had it in my gut where it's it's felt it's it's been. Like, really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, the physicians urged Maddo to change her diet and prescribed her a medication to suppress her gas. <laughs> the world caught wind of this on January 4th <laughs> after the 31-year-old announced that she would no longer be farting into jars and shipping them around the country. But even My farting so... days have ended. <laughs> Stephanie Maddow remains generous. She plans to donate a portion of her income to a charity that focuses on gastric disorders and resourceful intending to pivot this to selling digital NFTs of farts <laughs> instead of real whiffs. It actually comes at a good time because the fart business was both physically and mentally exhausting. And I'm refocusing <laughs> my efforts on my fart jar NFT project as well as a build a brand business course for girls. Farting for money. <laughs> farting for pranks. <laughs> <laughs> Be successful by farting in the jars. Uh, it just gets weirder and weirder. So, yeah, she. I guess they talk about NFTs, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, many skeptics believe that NFTs are nothing but hot air. <laughs> Stephanie Maddow appears to be in luck. At least that's what she's selling anyways. I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, you're basically selling nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'm trying to imagine the kind of person that would buy a fart in a jar. A very, like, does very, that work? very sick individual. Like, that's... Ugh. Oh, yes. see, I just made my stomach, my own stomach turn. <laughs> like, <ugh>. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's just, I mean, some people are into some weird shit. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and it's like, if you could think of it, there's probably a fetish for it. Granted, some people like farts, but, you know, if you're going as far as the buying a fart in a jar from somebody. that That's you, that's dedication. Maybe you've taken it one step too far. I don't know. <laughs> or one, one step, step too far. Too fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, man. With that being said. <laughs> yeah. I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. We've reached the wrap up. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Also, check out NotStraightCast.com, which has links to our previous shows, our Facebook, Twitter, the Not Straight store, and more. Plus, Not Straight News is here to fulfill all your LGBTQ news needs. And if you like us, please suggest us to a friend and leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. Email us at feedback at NotStraightCast.com. We want to thank you very much for listening to our show, and until next time, Have a not straight one. Bye for now. Bye.